This week, we're talking about designing your website, how do you start? This is Dave and Paul talk about professional websites. Hi, Paul. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? How's, yeah, how's, your, week, how's your week been? In, how, good? Bad? Indifferent? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess nothing spectacular, just uh, very much uh, just continuing as per usual. Um, I think just, we're just all... trying to move those projects forward. Just trying yeah, to get one website after another finished. And all waiting for the massive opening of the whole world for hospitality and travel. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, so what are you up to this weekend? For, oh, our, well, for really... our loyal and, re- and re- returning listeners. Yeah, well, I'm really, really excited. I'm going off to um, your, your neck of the woods, Dave, uh, Reading. And... Um, me and a few of the Windsor guys were all, all on the train for obvious reasons. We're going to go to the Phantom Brewery and check it out. Do you know that is an awesome venue? It, it, it feels like a little fine because it's an, on an industrial estate behind the house, behind the town centre. Not the easiest place on the planet to find, but you will be so rewarded when you turn up. Um, another place, yeah. Another place like that in Reading is the Reading Biscuit Factory, which is the art house cinema. It's really, really nice. It's lovely, lovely people. And it's never busy. And I wish it was busier because it is such a great venue. It's, they've put so much time and effort and thought into it. So you know if what? you're in Reading, go to Reading Biscuit Factory. Yeah, we all have to support these local small venues, especially yes. anything in that industry. They've yeah. been so badly hit. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I take my daughter there all the time to try and support it. I single-handedly am holding that business up. <laughs> <laughs> right, so on, on with the podcast. So we're talking about designing a website. How do you start? Um, obviously, I'm, my background is art college design. I'm not, I'm not a graphic designer, but it is design. And f- for me... And this is what I was always taught is the first thing you should do is write down on a piece of paper, what is the website for? Because if you, the clearer the idea is to you, the quicker and clearer it's going to be to your users. And they have to be front and center of, of what you're doing. So if you can't say in a, a sentence the main purpose of the website then you will have not got the clarity which means whatever you build will not have clarity either yeah, but, but because it good. it just can't and I, and I I'm obviously I'm going to come at this topic from the kind of the small SME uh, viewpoint whereas you you might be coming at it from a slightly um, you know larger perspective larger businesses perspective so it's kind of the two sides of our business i would i would sort yeah. of say but site purpose just critical isn't it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely the um and the, the other thing and, and, and people should do this but it's definitely worth saying is you write down on a piece of paper the purpose of the website you know this is what i want it to achieve you then do two things and we've 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 talked about this in previous podcasts, but it's also relevant to this, is 
you write down a piece of paper what, what the website's meant to achieve. You then think, okay, who are my users and what are they trying to achieve? Because as I said, users have to be front and center of this. This is should not be an exercise in you ignoring the users and saying, this is what I want the website to do. You need to think, what do the users want to get from the website? So you have to put yourselves in their shoes and go, what are they trying to achieve? So you so that it's easy for them because ultimately you won't be using the website, they'll be using the website. So you have to put yourselves in their position. Um, the other thing that you definitely need to do is research. Research on, on your competition, on other people's websites. Um, because then you've got an idea about what they do well, and that might give you inspiration for your own website. Yeah, and, and kind of linked in with this, I would say, the design trend of the day. Now, I, I, that, that I think, I, I, I remember a year or so ago, everyone was started doing one page designs where basically it was, um, you might still have a menu across the top. But when you hit on the menu, it would go right down to that relevant section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was one hugely long page. Yeah. And that was a trend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and before that, people were putting lots of animations on websites. Now everyone's talking about Core Web Vitals, which is Google's attempt to speed up loading on websites. The trend is now to move away from animation because everyone wants a good Core Web Vitals score. No, so these things do move. The problem is, is that if you follow trends, your website ages quickly. Yes, that's very true. Um, yeah, because, say, the, the one-page thing, now that's not going to get very good in Core Web Vitals because it's a massive page yeah. that will have lots of, lots of content in various forms, video, animations, somewhere on it. And also, when you're trying to optimise it for Google, it's only one page. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the chance of optimizing different pages for different things. Yeah. I mean, the, the the one page thing was really to make it better for mobile, so you can scroll up and down. You don't have to load separate pages because once it's loaded, it's on your your mobile. So it's, it was very much a, a mobile first thing to do it that way. Um, the in terms of design, so the for us the process is. Work out, work out the main, main, the main purpose of the website. It will do many things, but the main purpose of the website. Think about who your users are and what they're looking for on the website and do those two things tie up. You then do some research just in, for inspiration. And, and everything we're talking about so far is whether you're designing it or whether you're going to get someone professional to design it. You do research and go, I like this, I don't like that. I like it doing this, I don't like it doing that. You know, uh, this is my competition. I think they do this really well. I like the way this page is laid out. I like this color scheme, all that kind of stuff. You do, you know, research. And you can spend as long as a little time on that as you want. Um, the more you do, the better. So that gives you the purpose of the website, the, who your users are and what the users are looking for, and some inspiration. You know, if in an agency, that'd be a mood board in terms of, you know, functionality, et cetera. 
The next thing sounds counterintuitive if you are designing the site yourself. And this is what I always said to my students when I taught this. Design it on a piece of paper with a pencil. Because the danger is, is that if you're slightly techy or you like technology, don't necessarily need to be techy, is you go, excellent, I'll download a piece of drawing software and I'll do it in that. You then have to learn how to use the drawing software. So what you end up designing is what you can actually do in the drawing software. So it's not what you want, it's what you're able to, to draw. Everyone can use a pencil and paper. And it's quick. So you can do it quickly. You can have you know, 20 seconds, you can have something, hate it, rip it up, start again. You know, you, you very quickly are prototyping what you want with a pencil and paper because everyone can use it and there is no barrier between what you're thinking and what comes out on a piece of paper. See, I really like that. And I, I mean, I've heard you say it before a long time ago and I've forgotten that. And I'm going to remember that because that, that's, that's one little step that I often miss out at one piece of advice yeah. that people listen to. So that, that is... That, that, I think, is a bit of a golden nugget, Dave. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, it, it's so simple and so straightforward. And people get obsessed with, but it's a website. I have to draw it in the whatever the technology is. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not because ultimately you're just trying to get an idea of the layout. Because the, the, the way that websites should be designed is... Um, you've, you know what the users are trying to achieve so you make sure that that is the easiest journey through the site and the design is almost you know the pretty bit of the design is secondary it's more about the layout is what we're actually talking about you know where does the header bar go what does this is there a block here and where does that go to what does it do is it important enough does it stand out you know is it then competing with something else I've got a question for you that kind of links in with what you what you're asking here. Sure. And I'm I'm putting on my hat of I'm a startup. I haven't got yeah. a lot of money. Are you talking more bespoke, like to, so? You're designing, uh, giving the giving the job to a designer to go right. Take my drawing and design something. Yeah. Or a template which can be very cheap. I'm talking both, actually, because this is the point where the process diverges away. Regardless of whether you're going to get a template or you're going to give it to a designer, if you've worked out what the site needs to do, the main function of the site, who your users are, and what you currently like, you could give that to a designer. You know, that would be a, enough and get started. Equally, you then have in your head what you want and you could go away and find a template. The problem is, is that if you don't do that first step, you'll find a template and you'll make what you want fit within the template. So you might just choose a template and then realise actually it's not actually right. You know? Because often... That's, that is the sort of thing with a template is that at some point you're going to have to, to cram or amend your content to fit what the template gives you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, 
I, I guess what I'm really thinking about is if you're building the site yourself, if you went to a service like Wix or to any of these kind of build yourself websites, or if you've got something, one of these page builders in WordPress and you're going to do it yourself, having the prep done and having the design done means before you've even chosen the technology means you have a clear plan. Yeah. Yeah. True. But which means that when you come to using Wix or you start using the page builder, you, you have a different problem, which is, okay, how am I going to execute that plan? What a lot of people do, and I, I've seen this loads of times, and it's really quite normal, and now it's quite common, is they don't think about it. They sign up for this service, and they design it on the fly. And so they don't really have an idea about what the end result is or what they're trying to achieve. And they've, because they've not been trained, they end up with something that's actually quite awkward to use and doesn't really fulfill the, the main purpose. Separating those two things out allows you to use the skills you already have to get the clarity, and then you worry about how you're going to build it. Rather than it being, this is the tool, what can I do with it? Oh, I better let it dictate what I'm building. You know, yeah. the, the, it, it's if you, you get a better result if you do all the prep first. Yeah, because I mean, if you're going to use a page builder, you've yeah. actually got to learn how to use it as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So for a, a startup where you've got very little money and more time, that's probably okay. You know, you. Um, because because you have got the time to learn, you know, you've done your prep, you've done your drawing, you kind of know where you want everything yeah, yeah. to be and all your, your sort of your basic content. Then you found your sort of template that you can, you know, adjust it enough and learn the system to put it all together. Yeah. You'll have the time to do that. If you are someone who's been in business a little while, you'd have to question why are you spending your time doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to actually doing what probably you started in business to do in the first place, which was whatever your core business is and yeah, yeah. go out and selling it and helping yeah. people to do whatever you offer. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's very easy to think that, oh, I'll build it myself. It'll be cheaper. Ignoring what your value to the business is, you know, if I, if, if I charge myself out at X and it's going to take me 20 hours to build the website, that's how much money I've potentially lost the business. So that's actually the cost. And that might actually be more expensive than actually just getting someone to do it. And, and, and it's more frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. The, so it's, the, it's going back to the old thing that we, we've learned the hard way, which is, you know, outsource. Don't, don't do what you're not good at. You know, I'm not very good at it. I'm not a very good accountant. I don't think I've ever passed more than Pittman's bookkeeping, part one and two. Oh, my oh, God, Paul, but you submit all of our accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, shit. Now we're in trouble. So you outsource to an accountant without even thinking about you're actually outsourcing. So, yeah, outsourcing, don't do what you're not good at. And but, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Going back to what we're talking about is uh, one thing we haven't kind of touched on here 
is what platform you're going to use. We, we, well, we have touched on it actually by saying Wix. Yeah, that's if you're doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, but there are, it, that is a, another choice, isn't it, that you have to think of when you're designing a website, which is what you're going to put it on. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, things like Wix and I think it's, it's easy and these other kind of platform builders and stuff, they are easy to use. You do pay a monthly fee. But you are renting it, not buying it. So, and and this is part of what a lot of people don't realise is, you might have helped them, or actually designed it. Yeah. They own the design. You can't walk if you decide. Oh, I'm gonna. I love my website, but I'm I'm I've got a better service somewhere else. It's for yeah. Whatever reason. Hey, you want to come to Keyhorn for hosting and stuff. But if you're on one of those platforms, they own the design. Well, yeah, because it's integral. To, it's not actually a separate website. It's part of their system. You know, it, it's. But that is how they make it easy for you to update or for you to build in the first place. It's because it's part of the bigger system. You know, and, and they do all the maintenance. They do all the kind of updates and stuff. So you, you are getting something for your money. It's not right to say that you're just being ripped off because you're not. But you do need to realize that you, what you don't have is a separate website that you can pick up and take somewhere else. You know, and and all, this is just about their services are great as long as you realise that you can't just move somewhere else. And we should talk about the the big the big sort of um, website platform that that is everywhere, which is WordPress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we have a lot of corporate clients. As in big household names, I can't mention them because we did work from doing for marketing agencies and we have non disclosure agreements and stuff. But you know, if I mentioned probably six of our clients, everyone would know who they are. To the to large degree, they insist that we use WordPress because it's portable. WordPress is a system where if they decide they don't want to use us for whatever reason, you know, could be trained to people at the top could just be strategic alliance, could be whatever. We could hand them that website and they can absolutely find someone else that can work on it for us. Yeah. If it was our CMS, when we have one, but if it's an RCMS, that's harder because... Content, CMS, content management system. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can add words, text, images yourself. Without yeah, getting yeah, yeah. So if, it's in, if it was in our CMS it's much harder for them to hand it to someone else. So, you know, but seriously, big clients have said, no, it has to be in WordPress because it means that, you know, we could we can take control of it if we need to and definitely get someone to work on it. So there are some real advantages to stuff like WordPress. Um, the other thing you need to think about when you're designing a website is when you, when you write, you see, you know what the main point of the website is. You then need to say, okay, these are all the things I want on the website but you have to order them. What you need is must have, should have, could have. Are you talking about the content within the website? No, no, I'm talking about the elements, the structure. So let's say needs a menu. Well, it must have a menu. It needs an about us page. Well, that'd be nice to have, but don't necessarily need it. You know, users must be able to book something. Users must be able to see our products. You know, whatever it is your website has, they fall into one of those three categories. Must have, 
oh sorry yeah must have should have could have because must is that has to be on the site before you launch it so you know has needs navigation needs logo no obviously and whatever it has to be able to do you then have the should have which is it'd be good if it's on there when i launch but i can add it later and it's not going to be detrimental to the business you then have the could have which are nice to haves which are the it'd be really good if it's got that but that might be a bit beyond us and the reason you split it into that through those three sections must have could have should have sorry must have should have could have is that most people when they build their own website firstly don't realize how long it's going to take secondly probably have a time constraint as in if you're a new business the sooner it's up there the better yeah so if you split it into those three things the must have forms what's called your mvp which is minimum viable product so that's the the minimum it can have to be launched so as long as you've got those which should be quicker to achieve you you're, you're saying if i've got these the must-haves my site might look a bit sparse but i could launch it because you can achieve that quicker and that means your your route to market is a lot quicker and if you're a new business the sooner you get the website up the better the danger people have is they they don't separate out those three sections and they go no it has to have all of this before it could be launched and they're building themselves not realizing how long it takes and going three months later oh blimey it's not finished yet you know and they've lost three months and in fact i mean we we've we've launched loads of websites where we've got we've, we've managed to convince the client that that going piecemeal at things yeah means that you get your presence up yeah the the the, the core part the must-haves and then you know because they might be waiting for that video that's gonna that could take weeks or months. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the bit that you know, don't get hung up on on waiting for all the elements to get your website live. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I I do believe we've still got a client who actually is still waiting because they insist on it all being perfect, and we're still waiting for the content. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. We've got a client, another client. Um, this might actually be the same one, where absolutely everything has to be perfect before they're prepared to move on. So this project is now hugely, hugely over, not over budget, but it's over time. You know, as in it's taking a lot longer than it ever would do, and it's quite, it's important to them. You know, this is going to make a, a sincere difference to their business. This new website going live. Because they're insisting, despite everything we said, to know everything has to be absolutely perfect before we can move on to the next stage. It's taking twice as long as it should, then it needs to take. And and actually, that that comes. I always remember um, something I learned about websites a long time ago, which is, you know, what a website's never finished. Yes, it's, yes, yes, yes. Good, very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolving thing. It's yeah. not a printed brochure that. You're only going to update once a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, your website, that's why you have a content management system. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. uh, you know, it, going live just means it's publicly available. Doesn't mean it's set in stone. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And 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 most people still equate it to something like doing a brochure. Yes. Because you know, most most new businesses are doing a brochure website. You know, and, and that's what they're called, brochure websites, because essentially it's it's instead of a brochure. But that's the only thing it's got in common with a brochure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you you know you have to you have to keep those sort of things in mind. Don't don't go for perfection, people. You, you know that that can be your end goal, and you will get there if if that is if that is actually important to you, you will get there. But don't let it hold up the the process of the design and and creating a, a website. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and of course the design. I I mean. I, I'll ask you your opinion, Dave, because maybe we haven't touched on this for a long time, you and me. But when you're going for the, I, I always think before you go for the the, the color palette, yeah, you've got to have your logo sort of tied down. Would you agree with that? If if you're a new business, then the logo will inform the design. So the logo has to come first, because what you don't want is someone designs your website in one color. And then you get a logo done and it clashes with the rest of the color. So it looks like, because then it looks like you've bought a template and just plonks a logo in, you know, and there might be something about the styling of the logo that's going to spread into the overall design of the website. So you absolutely need the logo before you do anything else. Um, yes. And and as a new business, the logo is the first thing people will see. And and we, we, we're doing a special offer at the moment, aren't we, Paul? We don't normally we don't normally do this, but we're going to plug something because we think yeah, it's a great yeah, we, offer. A great it, offer. Yeah, so we we are doing an offer which includes a startup website and logo because we've, we've we think that they are so intertwined that you can't really have one without the other. Absolutely. So, so we will be publishing our, our our next offer very shortly, everyone which combines these two uh, for a great price. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the other thing, and this, this is really the way around it should be, is the content should dictate the structure. Not the, not the navigation, but if you know what, you, what the site needs to achieve, you then sort the content out. And then a lot of web design should be about laying the content out nicely. You know, because because the the last last thing you want to do, and I've seen this, is where the designers come up with a structure. They then write the content and realise that they've given this tiny little bit of space to this bit of content that's much longer, but they're not prepared to change the design. So they end up cramming the t content in, yes, to a smaller space. So really, you need because the content is your opportunity to kind of sell yourself. And so the longer bit of content means you've got more to say on that topic. So that should have more space. And I always think that th this is where maybe going the template route can be more difficult because if you've got some amazing content yeah. and you think, right, this is so important and the template that you've chosen, you, you might not be able to fit it in. 
in whatever format that you know you you've you've got this content it might be it might be a video it might be animation it might be just something that you need to show an image yeah. and if you can't get that in the template that you've chosen you you suddenly go or you might go oh, i've got to almost go back to square one picking you another template but yeah bespoke is where you go right this is the content and the designer takes all that into consideration in making sure that all these elements get put in at the right yeah. place yes yeah so this has been a really good chat so just before we get to your top tip paul's top tip we're going to start i'm just going to summarize so and then you you say anything you think i've missed out paul okay you start by writing down what's the main point of the website. You then go, okay, who are my users and what are they, what are they trying to achieve? Because they need to be foremost in your mind when you're doing this process. So you've got, what's the assignment to achieve? Who are our users? You then do your research. And you go and look at what your competitors doing, what other sites are doing for inspiration. In the design agency, that would be your mood board. Okay, so you then do that. You then think about okay, so I've got the main point of the site. What what do I want on the website? What sections do I want? What pages? What do I do? What do I need? And then you rank them by must have, as in they have to be on the site before you can launch. Should have, you know. It'd be good if they're there when they're launched, but I can wait a little bit, but they do need to be there. And then could have. It'd be really nice to have this, but it's not important. Not not essential. So that you're, you're splitting what you want on the site into three areas, three sections. The must-have gives you your, your minimum viable product, MVP. And that's what you have to have to go live. And you do all of that before you even decide how you're going to build it. Because... Once you've decided how you're going to build it, you'll design a website around what you can do, not without around what you need. Did I miss anything, Paul? I think you pretty much got it. Fantastic. Go me. Yay. Go Team Dave. Yay. Right, Paul. Top tip time. Top tip time. I've got, I've got, hang on, hang on a second. I'm do a Paul's that, top tip. That was that was Dave's attempt at a jingle. Excellent. Uh, I've, there's something to improve. Drum roll. Drum roll. Um, <laughs> my top tip is, so you've done your work on your website. You've actually published it. Analyze what's going on. As I just said a few minutes ago, it's not in set in stone, a website. So you can analyze it, what's working, what isn't, and change things. Yeah. And... There's some free stuff out there, like Google Analytics. You can always come to us for a bit of help and advice. Uh, we do actually offer this as a separate service, as a paid service as well. But analyze what's going on with your website and change it, improve it. Fantastic top tip, Paul. And very timely and fits in exactly what we've done. Awesome. So, mate, I think this has been a, I think it's been a classic podcast. <laughs> well you know what we'll get, we'll get good at this one day yeah yeah just in time for the for the last one we do 
Yeah. Um, right. So this has been Dave, and this has been Paul. And this week we've been talking about designing your website. How do you start? So thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This has been a Foghorn production presented by David Horn and Paul Fogg from Keyhorn Limited. We hope you like the sound of this. Feel free to subscribe and tell your friends. We'd love more listeners. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can visit our website at keyhorn.co.uk. That's K-E-H-O-I-N-E.co.uk. We hope to you come back soon and enjoy more podcasts. Thank you. Bye.